Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I'm going to just grab this real quick. It's a joy, pleasure, and an honor to be here again at the Journey Church. Um, I'm just excited, and I was telling Les, since it is Cinco de Mayo, I hope you guys' uh, Spanish is good, because I'm thinking of doing that all in Spanish. <laughs> just, there you go. <laughs> Um, oops. <laughs> so, it's, it's amazing this morning already, just feeling the presence of God and, and the word um, that's been shared already today. And I, I keep on hearing these words come up, um, my story, shame, guilt. And uh, my past and heartbreak. And the, the, the title of my message is, Your Story Matters. Your Story Matters. <laughs> and, man, everything that's been said, everything that the Holy Spirit has already said today, um, I think it's already been covered, so we could probably go home and have, uh, or go out and have lunch already. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but so I want to talk about how your story matters and we all and the diversity in our stories. We all have a story to tell. We all have a story to tell stories of victory, triumph of overcoming and stories of heartbreak, shame, guilt, heartbreak. But it all matters. It all matters. And and we can, I believe that we can go out, that every day that you go out on the wor- into the world, that you make an impact on people. Whether it's positive or negative impact, it's up to you. But we all have an, we can make an impact on people. And I believe that one of the ways by making an impact on people is by sharing our stories. And just thinking about, while I was preparing for this message, one of the first stories that came to mind was a story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and her story. And how does that relate? How can I tie that into my story? So thinking about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and you guys all know the story. An angel appeared to her one night and basically said, you are a highly favored woman. You have found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And what happens after that? A series of events happened. She becomes pregnant without knowing a man, without knowing Joseph. And what happens? Immediately after that, there's, 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 there's noise. There's, there's, there's trouble with Joseph. She's trying to tell Joseph, look, I've, I've, I've not met another man. An angel came before me. And she's trying to convince Joseph. And at the beginning, Joseph was hesitant. Then later, yes, an angel did come and speak to Joseph as well. After that, uh, um, the, the people in that city, in the town, would start to see Mary, uh, that she was pregnant. And back in those days, if you were pregnant and, and without being married, the law said that, that that woman could be stoned. So now here you have this whole city, the people judging her. 
uh, uh, judging her, shaming her for being pregnant without being married. So now she's having to face that situation. And let me ask you, does that feel like the favor of the Lord? It does not. It does not. So fast forward. Now the Romans, they, 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 they hear that there's a Messiah coming. And, and, and the, a king of the Jews is coming. Who's going to deliver their people. So now they're out. They send a decree to go out and, and kill uh, babies. Try to stop that king from being born. So now here you have Joseph and Mary have to flee. To save Jesus' life. Save their own life and Jesus' life. They're out in the wilderness. Let me ask you again. Does that feel like the favor of the Lord? It does not. Fast forward many years later, Jesus is out doing his thing, preaching, preaching the good word, doing miracles, uh, uh, preaching about love and forgiveness. And then he's betrayed. He's betrayed, he's captured, he's tortured and beaten. And here's Mary watching this, observing everything. And I could just imagine her saying, where's the favor of the Lord? Right? Here's my son, yet he's beaten, judged, accused. Does not feel like the favor of the Lord. Then Jesus is crucified, nailed on a cross. Jesus, the man who committed no sin, Wrongfully accused, beaten and crucified on that cross. And here's Mary watching this. Let me ask you again, if you're in Mary's shoes, does that feel like you have the favor of the Lord? It does not. But if you can go back in time, if I can go back in time, I would go to the very beginning and tell Mary, Mary, hold on. Be courageous because his story matters. Your story matters. This story is going to be told for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Then you go back to where Jesus is being crucified and beaten and stabbed. And and, and if I can just go back and tell Mary, Mary, be courageous. Hold on, because at the end, we win. This story matters. I know it does not feel like the favor of the Lord, but it matters. And this story is going to change the story of this world. So now I ask you. Be courageous. Whatever it is that you're going through. Hold on. Your story matters. Shame, guilt, heartbreak. Give it to God. The beautiful thing is when you give it to God and you, he takes that burden and then he changes your story. He could change your story and he could use your story. And like I said, we all make a positive uh, impact on people. Maybe share your story. I believe we're all called. God has called each and every one of us. And it might not be in front of people. 
It might not be uh, on, on social media or on the radio or on a big platform. It might be in your home. It might be at work with your friends. What are you going to do with your story? Are you going to go out and make a positive impact and share your story? Maybe your story, or maybe you're going through, through a, a dry season in your life. Maybe financially. Either you're going through a financial struggle in your life right now, or you have gone through a financial struggle in your life. How are you telling that story? Are you bitter? Are you angry? Blaming others? Blaming God, maybe, for this dry season in your life? This is how you can tell your story. Jesus himself did not, uh, at times, did not even have a place to lay his head. He wasn't a wealthy man. But he never had a poor-minded attitude. He always lived like the owner of everything, like he had it all. Jesus always, God always provided for Jesus. Jesus lived like a rich man. How are you living your life in the dry season? Are you giving to others who are less fortunate than you? Are you working hard? And I believe God wants to give you the tools and the provision to get through that season. But how are you telling that, that, that story of your life? Maybe it's the season, it's high season. Maybe it's harvest. And you are just in a good place in your life, in your family, health, financially. How are you telling that story? With arrogance? Thinking that you deserve what you have because I've worked hard? Or are you telling your story like the Messiah who owns it all, created it all, yet he was the most humble and most caring? Sometimes... We think that our story is too boring. And we look at other people's lives, their family, money, and we say we want their story. I wish I had their life. The thing is that sometimes we haven't seen what that, people, what that person has gone through already. The sacrifices they've made, the tears they've shed, the blood they shed the things they have had to endure, the sleepless nights. We see the glamour and we see the, 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 the positive side of things and we want their life. I wish I had that person's life, but we don't know what that person has gone through. Sometimes we feel that my story is just too ugly. And I feel shame. For the decisions that I've done, that I've made. I feel shame for the things that have happened to me. I can't forgive those who hurt me and broke my heart. Or I feel shame because of something that happened to me. Maybe abuse. Mentally or physically. Emotionally. And... We don't know what to do with that. And it's too ugly to share, too embarrassing to share, and I just feel shame. And I feel broken. 
I feel broken. A perfectly good pencil, usable pencil, now it's broken. And sometimes this is how we feel in life. I've felt this way many times. And I say, God, why me? Why me? The beautiful thing about this is that when you give it to God, you give him everything. He can still use that pencil. He can still use your life. He'll sharpen the other end. And he can still use your life. You give it to God. Give your brokenness to God. Give your shame to God. Your past does not define you. Your mistakes do not define you. You are not your past. I believe you are prepared by your past. We are all broken. But when you come to God and you just say, God, I'm so broken. It hurts. And at times, it's even hard to forgive. And and if you're anything like me, it's easier for me to forgive those who have hurt me than to forgive myself for my decisions. For my choices in life. But when you give it to God. He will use your story. I've heard the word said already this morning several times. Shame. <laughs> and that's, a, that's, that's something that I've battled with my whole life. Shame for choices that I've made. The life that I've led. And, and sometimes I've felt that God can't use me because I'm too ashamed. How can I stand up here and share when maybe I've been hiding this or this is what happened to me? And see, when the Bible says that when we're, that he knew us, he formed us even when we're in our mother's wounds. And we're innocent. We, we, we're born We come to this world and we don't know evil. You look at babies and they're so innocent and beautiful. And that's how we all start out. I have a $50 bill here. (laughs) Yeah. Who wants this $50 bill? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In the beginning... We are all like this $50 bill, crisp, clean, maybe new. And then what happens? Life happens. And it crushes us. And then those negative voices start creeping in. Shame. You're not worthy. You're not lovable. You don't belong. And we all go through this. You have an encounter with God. And he says, I still love you. I still love you. Has this $50 bill lost its worth? It's still worth $50. It doesn't matter what you've done or what's happened to you. In the eyes of God, 
you are still worth everything. You are the most precious thing to God. So we hand it over to God. We feel that we're good again. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And then life happens again. And here we go again. And sometimes, then it starts feeling like a roller coaster. We just go up and down. Up and down. And I, if you're anything like me, you get angry. God, why me? Why me? I thought I was past that. And you've heard, all heard that phrase, they kick me while I'm down. We, life throws us down to the ground. We get stepped on, and that's how we feel. We get kicked around, dirty. We feel shame. We feel we're not worthy. How can God use me? Where is God? Just crushed. We feel hopeless. What do I do? Where do I run to? Should I just end it all? Should I just take my own life? At least I won't be suffering anymore. And that's how we feel. The beautiful thing is that God still says, you are the most beautiful thing to me. Friends, if I pick up this dirty, wrinkled, beaten $50 bill, is it still worth $50? Who still wants this $50 bill? Yeah, God still wants you. Doesn't matter what you've gone through. You can't earn God's love. You can't lose God's love. He still loves you. Doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter what you've gone through. If you give your life to God, he will still use your story. Friends, your story matters. Your story matters. How are you going to use that story? Where'd you come from? Yeah, we can't go back and change our past. We can learn from our past. We can't undo our mistakes, but we can learn from our mistakes. God, how can you use this? Maybe it's to encourage others who need encouragement. Maybe it's to come alongside someone who's brokenhearted and share your story and say, I've been there. I've been there. And you can share what God did with you and how you are still worth everything in God's eyes. There is bad news to this, though. And I hate sharing bad news. The bad news is some people will not accept you. The bad news is that some people will not forgive you. The bad news is some people won't, won't accept you. The bad news is that some people won't be there for you, will abandon you. Bad news is that we cannot control people. The good news, though, is that none of that matters. That's the good news. 
None of that matters. I believe we've all been called. Are you going to answer that call? Are you going to share your story? If you give your past to God, he will use your past. And most of all, if you give God your past, God will write your future. God will write your future. And when you begin to understand that my past, my life, my future, now it belongs to God, then my story matters. And friends, your story matters. 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 And my message today is very short, simple. But I, I just I just wanna I just wanna end with this with this with these questions. Leave some things in some questions in your in your mind. When your grandkids Tell your story. What story are they going to tell? When your grandkids tell your story, what story are they going to tell? What are people going to say at your funeral? Are they going to say, wow, Mike was, he accomplished much. Wow, Mike was wealthy. Or are they going to say, thank you, Jesus, because I met God through Mike's life. That's the story I want them to tell. Thank you, Jesus, for the life of Les, because I was healed through his life. Thank you, God, for the life of Stephen, because I came closer to God through the life of Stephen. Friends, your story matters. My encouragement is to go out, make an impact on those around you. Your story matters. You are lovable. You are worthy. You are accepted. You are love. And your story matters. Amen? Amen. Amen.